Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's going on, everybody? It is BJ, and I am here with Brian. Hola. And we are doing pretty much our last Doctor Who special microsode, at least till the season starts and ends. I feel like we'll do it. We'll definitely do a micro uh, for the season. But uh, I believe this is being released in the new year. So, yeah, because I don't think uh, episode three has been released yet. Oh, when you're hearing this, yeah. So we, we did yes. talk about that on our year and roundup. So you probably will hear this in a few weeks from when we're recording it. But we are <laughs> recording it right after we watched. Uh, like, I mean, today is the 27th. Two days. So two yeah, it was days two days Christmas. ago. So we're, it's very fresh in our, in our minds. I actually just watched it again yesterday uh, just to sort of give that second soak in to make sure uh i didn't have just expectation issues uh, so yeah we can, and, we can definitely ex- ex- talk about that but i do want to st- i want to start with something where it's very important to this ongoing series of microsoft <laughs> um bj is laughing because i've already told him so as you longtime listener or short time listener of of this series know there has been some disagreement spurred on by internet commenting and, and people about how you say russell t davies or davis and I had been looking for and not finding a place where he said his full name. Um, not really. I kind of looked, but I didn't really look that much. And <laughs> I did actually. So started right before we recorded this, I started watching a, a, a podcast, uh, the Doctor Who podcast, where I first heard the host say Russell T. Davis. Um, but prior to that, I had watched an interview on BBC with uh, Shudigatwa and the interviewer said Davies. And so I was about to give a mea culpa and be like, listen. I, I, I must be mistaken. I trust the BBC's journalistic integrity. Uh, they clearly did their research and they said his name correctly. But late breaking, watch the fourth episode of the Doctor Who, the official Doctor Who podcast on which Russell T. Davis actually <laughs> does appear, not part of the hosting, but but shows up. I think I mentioned this. And he says, hello, it's Russell T. Davis. So is it possible that it is 
very much an either or situation and he never bothers to correct people probably because i do that too with my name's pittard or petard i don't care it's it's whatever but is it also possible my, my boyfriend and i were talking about this we were talking about erm and um and how they're both possibly the same word just with an accent sort of shift so um becomes erm with a of a different accent so is it possible that russell t davis in his native Welsh is Davis and in other accents, it's Davies. I am okay. And I will live with that uh, possibility, but uh, from the horse's mouth, and if we could easily just drop in the audio here, but unfortunately I don't have those magic producer skills like Pat and honorary Pat today, BJ uh, to do that, but it is up there on the internet. I'll post a link uh, somewhere on, on the socials. So yeah, I think it's put to bed now. I think we can let this matter rest. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe um uh, no definitely um uh i i like i like the fact that you as soon as we stopped recording the last time i completely forgot about it and i like how you've been doing the research and everything because this definitely mirrors our personalities perfectly because you're like, I did a second rewatch of the episode and I'm like, I did a panic to jump around 10 minutes before you messaged me and oh. said you were ready. So Are you kidding me? Oh I've my done that for every girl. single one. It's like, I, well, no, I had the idea that I was going to uh-huh. sit down and rewatch it. I, I like the idea oh, you, was like, you did a panicked rewatch jump around. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I, no, no, no. yeah. I did a panic rewatch jump around of every single special before we were cut. We recorded these episodes and like, it's like the, like the Disney plus app is open on my screen in the corner right now, just jumping around to either my favorite parts or something thing that i didn't pay attention i thought i didn't pay attention to so like i did rewatch it but kind of in a weird sort of uh, uh like zillennial youtube wa- like watching watching or listening to books at like 1.8 the speed so it goes by a little quicker i mean no that's a that's a listen when i first realized that you could do that i god i should <laughs> i should use that all the time for certain things that i don't need to take up hours of my life but um but yes here we are so that's okay it's okay so hopefully you dear listener will have watched at least once in the inner meaning inner inner whatever the the two weeks in between hopefully when this is being recorded when you've watched it and again this is going to be a while before we get any new who it's not coming out until may oh may i mean I mean, I was in the dark ages when it was the David Tennant specials and it was like months. It was like almost a year between each uh, yeah. individual special. And that was agonizing. That hurt my soul. So at least I know in like three or four months, the new season will start. And that's a very, that was a very Russell T. Davis sort of like during his reign, it was like a Christmas special. And then spring was the new season, and then we'd have a break till the next Christmas special, and then spring is... I'm glad it seems like we're kind of back on a a normal Who schedule... So, um, but with that, um, we'll we'll do our... So we'll do our standard uh, formula this time with the what we liked, uh, what things we felt like they could clean up or do better, and then we'll do like a wild conjecture for the season, because did you watch the season one trailer... That had a little uh, snippet of Jinx Monsoon. Of course, um, just a snip. I mean, very quick. And 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it portends, uh, some very exciting developments. And I, I, I did like that we saw more of the Afro and the blue suit that is very fetching and, uh, exciting. And I didn't realize what they were doing. I, maybe they have announced that it was like a Beatles recording something or other, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. So I know I, I'm very excited. It's just months now, months, five <laughs> months, four ish months. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> And I, and I agree. Usually we, we get longer, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I was watching who back when it went off the air and all we had was nothing for years, years. <laughs> so no, it's, um, it's okay. We can, we'll get there. Many other things to do in between. Yeah. So um, I'll go ahead and kick this off. So honestly, there was a lot to love. Um, one of the things I think I loved that I've missed was the fact that this was a Christmas special uh, because I know with Jody's era um, and Chimble's need to kind of separate things. Um, uh, Jody's era was all new Year's specials. Um, so like having this come out on Christmas felt like a Christmas tradition that had fallen off that I got to do again. Um, I, I got to, I watched it at my grandparents and my grandfather was like walking through the room constantly when he's like interested, but not really. Um, and he kept asking, he was just like, why do they keep saying Doctor Who? And I was like, I was like, Papa, this is the new the new episode of Doctor Who. And he's like, my friend from the UK sent me a bunch of VHS tapes. He's like, what do you mean this is new Doctor Who? And I was like, it's been going, it's restarted in 2005 and it's been going since then. And so like, then then I got to pause it and explain to him that there's been a, a female Doctor and that now we have like a uh, Nigerian person playing the doctor. So it was it was it was really fun to kind of take that moment with my grandfather and be like, yeah, black people can play the doctor, too. Now. Um, oh, that's cool. What, what was his reaction? He was he was just he was kind of just floored and flabbergasted. And now I need to go through HBO Max and figure out which episodes were Western episodes, because those are the only ones he wants to watch. And I know there I think there's only like two Westerns. Really interesting, because yeah, I know there's been I know in, in a, is when I first started watching Doctor Who, it was on his VHS tapes that he had in a big box. And I had no idea. I was watching them completely out of order, but I know there was a handful of episodes that took place in like wild West times. Sure. Colonial times. So very, uh, very relative few. It's, it's uh, a, and in the modern era, I think there's really only one. Yeah. Matt Smith, Um, Matt Smith's, uh, which I showed him that one. So, um, but yeah, no, I love the fact that it was, it was Christmas day special. um, And Ruby Sunday, I gotta say it's nice all the companions kind of encompass their era. Like they're, they're like, you know, uh, Rose was very much a 2005 girl. Um, Martha was like a med student from like 2007 or I think 2006, uh, no, 2007, 2007, 2008. I think that was Martha. Um, so those they're, they're kind of nondescript eras for like people, but Ruby is very like, she's, she's a 20 something, um, she's, uh, she goes on that, uh, that television show to kind of figure out who her actual mother is. Cause there is a slight mystery on like who, who her bio parents are. Um, I Hosted kind by of the fabulous Davina McCall. Yes. As herself. And then we also get to see Davina McCall murdered yeah. by goblins. I, you know, what's funny is I, the thing is RGD's eras 
are very dark if you're paying attention. Oh, yeah. Like, when people die, like, I thought Mickey died in the very first episode when the the, the trash can ate him. I yeah. thought he was dead. And yeah, I, they, when he came back, I was like, ambiguity. oh, thank God. Yeah, they left that out there for you to wonder. And then, yeah, the, the reveal that, oh, no, no, he's not. Now, RTD is pretty dark at times. And, and I mean, Moffat after him as well. But I think Moffat's a little more dark. And then there's less, uh, oh, no, I'm just kidding. But sometimes. But, like, yeah, it's it's a, uh, yeah, that was, that was yeah. pretty dark. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I, but I love, I love Ruby and I also like the little tidbits in the story with this whole, the science of luck. Like it's, it's like an, it's a new science that is, that has kind of appeared most likely due to the, the, uh, the toy makers influence over the universe. Um, so I'm loving this whole idea that coincidence and everything is, is kind of a science that other beings can now manipulate or used to their own advantage and the doctors having to learn and figure out certain things, which I, I love, I absolutely love. Um, and so those, those are probably my, those are my top three, but I mean, I have like 50 things that I loved about this episode, but I definitely want to save a couple of the highlights for you. Um, what was, what was some of the things that you loved? I, let's just start with overall. I think it's a good special it, it definitely has Christmas in it. I do like the opening at a church with a baby being left. And they started kind of in the middle of the story because that, that scene of the doctor stepping out of the TARDIS and with, with the narration from the doctor about Ruby's being left there, like they come back to that later, right? There's a moment where that's repeated, but um, uh, I love, yeah, I love starting with Christmas. Uh, I love the uh, doctor twirling in his kilts, which we already talked about. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> you know, that they, I love that they started with it. I kind of wish I got a little bit more of a, of a why, but I also totally understand why you just throw that right in there. And so uh, somebody, somebody was talking about this. I think it was the, the podcast that I was watching the doctor who podcast, which is on YouTube. It's a, I'm sure it's on an audio podcast as well, but she watched it on YouTube since they have video. Um, they're talking about how this episode really is a fresh start that it is meant to, as all of the new first doctor episodes should start the story all over again with minimal baggage, certainly some continuity, but like, just like just fresh start new issue. Number one in comics so that maximal amounts of uh, viewers and just people who are interested in doctor who could start, which is why it's kind of funny to me. Uh, when people are like, um, oh, well, when should you start Doctor Who? If you know, someone asks me or someone is talking about it and they're like, oh, well, you got to go back to Tenet. You got to go back to Matt Smith. You got to go back to Rose. You got to go back to the, the 60s. You don't have to do any of that. I think if someone came to me and said, I'd like to watch Doctor Who, I'm interested. I'd say start right here and enjoy the ride. And then, yeah, if you're interested and you want to know more, go back into the archives, pick wherever you'd like. And certainly I can give recommendations on things that might be more interesting, but like the point of the series now is, and, and in a way that different from so many other series, you don't need any of that to enjoy the ride. And so this first episode does, I think though, it's hard for me to give that full perspective because I have no doctor who I think it does a great job of just dropping this mysterious figure in the mix. Who's the doctor you don't know much about him, but you know, he's mysterious, you know, he's a time traveler and you know, there's this Ruby Sunday who is amazing, such a joy. Um, I'm curious to see how much Gen Z 
isms come through this this character because you would expect they are solidly a Gen Z. Uh, I, I mean, I hope they're. I, I believe they're solidly a Gen Z uh, character uh, actor, whatever. But um, I love the mixed family. Um, very thrilled to have adoption being a theme and fostering. And it's nice that in that one moment, other than did they say no? They didn't say Time Lord. I don't think. But in that one moment of. Uh, referencing back to the fact that the doctor just you know, recently found out he was adopted, so to speak, you know, that's really all the backstory that you might even care about. And it's not, it's not, it's not critical. Um, I love the grandma. Um, <laughs> I do love the grandma. Grandma's great. Um, yeah. I, was, I think I'll cherry, stop. Cherry Sunday. Cherry Sunday. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I'll stop there. I think I've got more negatives than positives, at least in some ways, but overall I, I don't want anyone to be confused and I don't want to bury the lead. Great start. Love shooty. Love Millie. It's not Millie. What's her, what's, what's the actress's name? Oh my God. I'm horrible. Uh, the actress. Uh, that's no, but Millie Gibson. Millie it is Millie Gibson. Okay. I yeah, love it's her. Millie Gibson. Uh, she actually reminds me a lot of my partner's uh, sister. So as I'm watching her, I'm just like, Oh my God. Uh, uh, Aubrey can totally, totally pull this off in a cosplay if she wanted to. It's she just has to like dye her hair blonde and she's good to go. Um, but yeah, so, so those are the things I think I like the most. And, and if I had to pick one, I think it's that opening with the doctor spitting in his kilt because, of course, you know. I actually one of the things I really liked about Shooty's Doctor is is when Ruby jumps on and grabs the ladder. The doctor is like. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, I see a ladder here. And I'm just like, oh, I'll just grab onto that, babe. Like Him yelling at her while he's running across the roof. I, I thought that was really funny because it's 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 also it, it's it's the doctor saying things like babe or honey. That is really funny to me because it's you're so used to the doctor kind of coming either being very nerdy coming off very prim and proper mm-hmm. or or silly. So having the doctor being kind of like yelling at people and be, and 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 I you know what's funny is I I feel like that whole kilt thing just if you if you paid attention to the specials, it's one of those things where technically so i i was i was reading up on some of the stuff that like the producers released and everything and technically Apparently he he since he comes after David Tennant's doctor all of the recovery that David Tennant's doctor is currently doing or ha- has effectively completed because he said that like I'm fine because you fix, your, fix yourself is kind of like and being part of that clean slate is the doctor has been able to finally let go through living with the noble family and hanging out um, with essentially his, his own new family is he's freer. He's definitely more, there's less like stuff weighing on him. And that was something uh, they've, they've held over for a very long time. Like they had whispers of the time war, like there was the whole thing with Matt Smith and still dealing with the time war. Then finding out that the Time Lords were sealed away and that was Peter Carpaldi's kind of like, I need to kind of find them, his own personal journey in the background. Then finding out Rassilon used him because he's a dick. Um, so they they kind of, they've compounded a lot of this, a lot of this like trauma and pressure and and everything. And for people that have stuck with it for so long, that doesn't leave your own head. 
So Shooty's doctor, they were actually uh, Russ, RTD is definitely giving a full clean slate where he's not going to be so morose and have that baggage because it was it was really good seeing him also like cry because when he realized Ruby was gone and how Ruby it, like enriched uh, her mother and her grandmother's lives and how what like what that looked like without her like the sadness he showed was really good. So, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what kind of goes next. So um, I'm glad I'll they clarified it. that the, the, yeah. the idea, cause we talked about how confusing that was the way it was presented as far as, is he the sequentially they're, they're, they're in parallel paths now, but real the reality is when 14 eventually is no more, he just goes away and there you, you just have 15. So the, the yeah. 14 that's out there running around is not going to like um, regenerate or by generate again. Yeah. They go off and, and, and pass at some point, like he'll age. I don't know. But like that, yeah. that, that learning that the, the sort of narrative that he has will still find its way into 15. And then that, 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 that explains it. And so, yeah, all the time you spend with humans, I mean, 14 slash 10, and a lot of ways, even like Matt Smith's doctor and uh, uh, somewhat Eccleston, I guess, even like they've all been a lot more human. Capaldi, eh, maybe less, uh, more <laughs> old man. But even but no, he even has his midlife crisis period where he's playing. He, he kind of goes off and he's playing his guitar and he's just like he's just hanging out like the doctor has become a lot more human. I mean, heck, the doctor is half human if you are to believe the uh Nine, the eighth doctor is uh, uh, what he says when he uh, regenerates into that uh, Paul McGann's body because oh, yeah. he gets like a heart transplant or there's something and then he becomes half human. Point is, doesn't matter. All that's continuity. We don't care about necessarily. But yes, this doctor is in tune with his emotions. He cares, which the doctor's always cared. But like this, this doctor is more going to cry, going to laugh, going to share, be more open, potentially. I'm sure that will, you know, not always, but yeah, no, great, great fun. And I'm happy to understand the sort of why he is who he is, you know, so no, it's good. Um, so yeah, I, negatives. I, I think, I think we've kind of fluffed this up. What, 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 what did you not like? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So for me, um, honestly, there wasn't a ton uh, usually, usually an easy one for me is pacing. Um, but I actually, uh, for a, a special, for a kind of, kind of uh, special and introducing a new companion, cause honestly, this episode was very much to introduce the new companion. 
Um, and I, I don't have a ton. I, I think, um, honestly, it was borderline, it borderline felt a little bloated with the characters, uh, cause you had Ruby's friend group, which I'm glad they didn't, uh, they didn't overly explain them or anything. It was just, they were her friends and they were just hanging out with her. Um, Mrs. Flood, who may or may not be a plot point, or it just could be a silly thing, uh, with her at the end of the episode being like, you've never seen a TARDIS before. Um, that could be, that could be a major plot point. It might not be. And that felt a little messy to me because they even introduced the kind of introduced the neighbor. They, so they introduced the two neighbors and I felt like if, if she's not a major plot point down the line, then I'm like, I don't feel like it's really needed. And they could have done away with those two and just given us more time with, uh, with Ruby's family. Cause I felt like I just wanted a little bit more with Ruby's family. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Lulu bell. Um, so yeah, I, I, I could have done without, uh, I, I liked the whole thing with the cop, um, and the doc and the doctor being really like, like she's going to say, yes, I'm assuming it's a she because it's because of the, because of the diamond. That scene is interesting because I was watching, or I think I read an article about this. Disney actually said as a note, a, a you know, network note, basically, Hey, we think the doctor should appear a little earlier than he has or have a moment with him earlier. Cause he appears, but you know, you don't get much. Could we, or is there a way to put a scene in? And I think the scene is fine. I don't really care too much about that interaction. It's, it sort of serves an introductory purpose. And yeah, okay, the fact that the sonic screwdriver pings when there's a diamond in his pocket. Like, what? But I do like that because you get to meet some of Ruby's friends, uh, her mm-hmm. bandmates, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, I really liked spending a little time with Ruby's friends and then having that beat in the you know, the snowman crashing on him, obviously we know it was going to get killed, but it was kind of funny that it was like a, like a little mesh or fabric or something. That didn't really <laughs> yeah. Do damage. Uh, it's interesting. You said you wanted more, <laughs> excuse me, of the family because family's great. I love them. I'm sure they'll be back around. I do know that, <clears throat> sorry, Mrs. Flood is coming back. So that's not a throwaway thing. Hold on a sec. Sorry. I had a, uh, something going on in my throat. Um, I actually felt like there were scenes. And so this, this is my negatives. I think the scene in the family, like the, the loft apartment that they have, there was, it was a lot of great stuff, a lot of interesting character stuff. And I, and I see the sort of Christmas Carol in reverse that happens with the mom, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I love it. I think that, in fact, uh, we were talking about this, Brandon and I were watching it together. And that was the scene that, that whole section that seemed like it kind of, kind of lingered in a weird way that I didn't like. And I understood it once they made the turn. And so basically the goblins try to abduct, abduct the one baby. And now I'm coming back to the goblins, by the way, they're, they're probably top of my negatives, but, um, <laughs> but they, they seem to, there's th- they're threatening to do something. There's all this co- commotion, whatever. And there's all these coincidences and all these accidents. And it's sort of building this possibility for them to do something, uh, I guess. And, um, they crack the ceiling of the, of the loft apartment and suddenly kind of things are in a disarray, but like, seems like things are kind of just weird, but you don't know, uh, you don't know why. And then we find out, Oh, Ruby's missing. And then the doctor figures out, Oh yeah, the, you know, Ruby's been kidnapped or Ruby has been kidnapped, kidnapped as a baby 
because they obviously want babies. And these goblins are time, not travelers, that would be too formal. They're time uh, rippers, they're time bimblers or whatever he calls them. Time, <laughs> they just kind of like mess around in time. But um, so that scene, again, I think you spend time with the mom. You kind of spend time with the grandmother too, of course, but like to show the contrast that they're great people. I mean, this mom has fostered so many kids and you really want to spend some time building up that case that they're just this loving family. And it's just so great to have the moment when Ruby suddenly has never existed in their lives and how much of an impact that she had for the positive, And then they're just different people. So I get the why. I think that's the section of the show that I was just like kind of bored, but also just like, it just felt awkward. I think the writing was kind of awkward there. I will. So that's like one, whatever. And that's who cares. Right. Uh, the, the other biggest issue I had, and it's the goblins. I no problem with fantastic <laughs> creatures. I have no problem, you know, with the mythology, you know, cause the doctors fought, the, the lords of ragnarok they referenced it in the giggle right like the doctor has encountered mythical beings and they've scienced it away which is like that they didn't really even have to do that here and yeah it might tie back to um the 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 toy maker and all that nonsense i don't know they don't they don't, you don't need it to really i don't care about any of that it doesn't bother me the language of ropes i think it's kind of funny uh if you're at all into kink <laughs> you probably are like i know the language of rope no I haven't um, heard any of kink jokes yet. I feel like I feel a little disappointed that there were no Doctor Who kink I jokes mean, yet. And I feel a, feel like it was the perfect setup. It's the a perfect family setup. show, so you're going to ride that <laughs> line as close as you can. And the Doctor did. There was a reference. There was a line, and I caught it the second viewing, and I was like, "Oh man, he is playing with something here that's a little like double multiple entendre territory." But it's not obvious. But you know that you know Russell. T. Davis is delightfully funny queer man, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, oh my god, the 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 my my the people will get it, the the fam will get it." Uh, <laughs> and I forgot what the reference is. Uh, anyway, here's my problem: the musical number is not good. I challenge <laughs> anybody to tell me that that is a good song. Uh, I I knew this two weeks ago when it came out right after the giggle, and they released the clip. That oh my god, this is bad. <laughs> and honestly, maybe it's a little better in situ because you got, you know, Shooty and 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 Rose or Rose, uh Ruby uh singing as well. <laughs> and that's that was fun and that was cool, but they could have explained it like, oh, well, because we they're doing this, we have to. Like there if you're gonna do this, I just think it has to be the quality of like a Buffy the musical, like, you know, uh What's the name of the Buffy ep- the musical episode? Um, uh, Once More with Feeling. Right. It has to be. And that that is probably the episode example of having a musical number in a show that's normally not does not have musical numbers. It has to be of that caliber. I think the music's fine. I don't blame uh, Murray Gold. I think Russell Russell said he wrote the lyrics and I do think they're they're dark. Oh, my God. There's some dark shit in there. Something about <laughs> yeah. butter with baby scones and like. That's oh, oh, yeah. You know, like you can make jokes about turning a baby into butter and that, that, that that's not even the part that bothers me. But there's just the, 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 the lyrics and the rhyming scheme and the whole thing just did not hold up. So if I have one big uh, about that whole episode, it's that it's just it didn't need to be a whole musical number. It didn't need to do that. <laughs> I, I It is whatever. It's a, it's a Christmas special. So sure, you can do wacky shit. The doctor's done weirder, weird things. I mean, other shows have done crazier things. I, I just, it, it could have been a stronger uh, 
It could have been stronger lyrically. That's all I'm going to say about it. The rest <laughs> of the show, fantastic. Um, oh, there was probably one more negative, but the, honestly, I'm not trying to rip this apart. It was still fun. I think of of all of the like Christmas. So there's, I was thinking about this in recent memory because the Christmas specials are a recent thing. They only started in 2006. Um, yeah, I the think so. Old series didn't do Christmas specials. It was Christmas um, Invasion, I think, was the yeah. first one. So that was an interesting one because that's a new doctor, same companion in that case, but a new doctor. So that's similar in a way to what we just saw. The other one I was thinking of was uh, Matt Smith and meeting Clara formally for the first time. And that was a Christmas special, the one with the yep. s- uh, the snowman and Richard E. Grant yep. playing the great intelligence, or not the great intelligence, but the Dr. Simeon and all... So, no, no, so it was those, good. It was the, he was the greater intelligence. Well, the, he the, was possessed the by the great intelligence, intelligence yeah. but there was a separate thing that was voiced by, I think, Ian McKellen. Point is this. In recent times, there are three. Oh, and I guess if you're going to – well, so no, let's stop. So the, you have three <laughs> similar ideas of here is either a new doctor or here is a new companion or here is both. In those – so comparing those three, this is, I think, in third place. I think the tenant one – it's, so my favorite is honestly the the snowman one because it's Moffat and Matt Smith. But the tenant one, the Christmas invasion, is pretty strong. It's got all the Christmassy elements that you want. It, it introduces the Doctor. The Doctor has some great moments, has some great catchphrases. It's it's just solid. I think this one's good. I think it introduces the Doctor. It introduces Ruby. Does a lot. Has a lot that has to do. But I think it falls flat. Maybe also in the finale, like the glove thing. Fine pulling the ship down and it like impaling the goblin king i'm like oh that's okay <laughs> that's a that's a choice and then the baby just falls and i don't know it it just to me it doesn't it doesn't pay off like the way i would want it to so i mean again if i'm picking anything apart it's just because i love the show and i think that i i, mean, I, have, I have hot takes right that's what we do here uh, but I do like <laughs> Russell Davis. I'm thrilled with this new doctor. I'm thrilled with the new companion. Uh, but yeah, I think I have I have minor little tiny notes that I might, uh, you know, if I was a, at all in any way creative and providing uh, those kind of things <laughs> to anyone who cared. Listen, <laughs> that, those are those are my notes. OK. All righty. Well, it's uh, it it. it Honestly, it was it was great. I I'm salivating for the new season. Which speaking of the new season, uh, there is a trailer up uh, like this season on Doctor Who sort of thing. Uh, we got a quick little glimmer of um, Jinx Monsoon's character, which I believe will be in the Beatles episode because uh, she looks like to be playing some sort of musically inclined villainess. So hopefully they got somebody better if they do if they did do music for that episode. Uh, they got somebody better to write the music uh, for Brian's <laughs> sake. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Like Davis can do this again, and I hope he, I hope he does just to just to 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 give himself another chance to to do better. Uh, I do want, I really want Jinx to sing. I mean, Jinx is an amazing singer. Just saw her and Dela in their Christmas special here in Seattle, and oh, nice. I mean, she's phenomenal. She's she's so great. She's such a powerhouse. I actually had a moment watching the the show here. Like, this is the. I mean, Jinx is huge, right? She's definitely well-known across so many... Every, everyone knows Jinx. Like, even if you don't follow Drag Race, you probably have encountered her. But, like, this is another moment right before somebody becomes huge. And I just know when she goes on Doctor Who and has her moment there, 
like whole new fandoms are going to just freak out and find out about her and fall in love. <laughs> and like, I just think back to that moment when we met her, this is in 2000 and something, uh, 2013, I'm guessing. I don't know. It was after her drag race season, her first, you know, main, the first time like season five. And we were hanging out with her at parliament and she was just out of drag and exhausted and, probably a little high i think because she was she wasn't sober at the time and uh or well i guess she still smokes but whatever she was a higher drunk or whatever and it was just a lovely little moment to talk to her and find out about how kind of a queer nerdy kid she is so the fact that she now is going to be a doctor who villain it's just oh my god it's so amazing and in some ways hey i have we have uh, uh only a couple degrees of separation from Doctor Who now, which is kind of a, a miraculous, amazing thing <laughs> to think about. It's all, um, it's all coming up, Millhouse. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm very excited about the, her. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know, that, I, and I still don't know, like for sure, that she's in the '60s episode, but that would make some sense. I really hope she's playing like a music meister, like sort of, yeah, like a, like a kind of like a toy maker, but for music. Uh, I, I would like that too, one hundred percent. And I just so yeah, so I'm 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 excited for that. Um, I kind of feel like they've already set up because so far all the showrunners. I think Russell T. Davis has done. He had the longest run of any of the showrunners because he was two thousand five. He was uh, Eccleston, all and all of Tenet. Um, so about three or four, technically four seasons. Um, I believe they've set up kind of the issues already. They've got the one who waits, the toy maker mentioned. We've got the tooth uh, with the master sealed inside that was picked up by, I'm going to say the Ronnie. I want them to bring back the Ronnie. I want the Ronnie. Um, So do you think that that's who Mrs. Flood is? You know what? I was I was kind of because especially my thing is the Ronnie is 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 the doctor's more science based villain. Um, the time lady who just is obsessed with science and using uh, using everybody for an experiment. So intro- to introduce a new science that the doctor is studying is like almost the perfect setup for the Ronnie to appear um, to study this new power or new a bit or new new scientific field and potentially use everybody as like an experiment. Um, so so who so, so do you think that means that that is like Mrs. Flood is either a time lord because she knows so what we're talking about if you haven't watched it for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't watched this this whole episode at the very end and Disney's weird because the way they cut it in is the doctor says I'm the doctor after Ruby you know wanders into the TARDIS they then do this like Disney Plus ad in the like <laughs> it was like so dumb it was not an ad for disney plus but it was ad that like new who new home it was just like whatever for disney plus yeah who cares then they go right back there's no credits so it's i guess considered like a mid-credit um segment but they show this woman who's a neighbor and she's just hanging out there watching all these things she's talked to the doctor she's talked to other people her name's mrs flood and this this other neighbor runs up i think it's abdul and it's like Mrs. Flood, oh my gosh, did you see that tar- that 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 not TARDIS, that police box or that thing just it, it just just it just disappeared. What what does that mean? Like just incredulous, you know, to see this. And she's just sitting there non plus, like, all right, yeah, whatever. Have you and then she does this fourth wall breaking, like look at the camera and she's like, What does she say? She's like, oh, it's only a TARDIS, as, as my it, dear. As, it, as if as if he's never seen a TARDIS before. Yeah. So so okay, so you know that either so she's either a Time Lord because she knows TARDISes, even though 
technically the doctor's TARDIS could look like anything, or she is the Ronnie, which, which she's a time Lord, or she's an old companion who they have just never talked about. And I don't think that's true because the doctor would probably recognize her or, and this is a great theory. She's Ruby as an old woman. Ooh, <laughs> that could be it. I mean, it shows that like she has foreknowledge of like what's happening and that's why she's kind of like good luck Ruby or whatever. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, th- these are just the simple, quick, little obvious, maybe this, maybe that I hope and always is the case that the theory or the, 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 what it, what she is is something just completely different that we're not going to really understand until somewhat weighs in. But the real thing is, is she good or bad? Like, is she malevolent and, or is she just, you know, like just, you go get them. Like I, I feel like more the latter. I don't get any malevolent. Yeah, I don't. Her. I don't get any. I don't get any malevolence either. Yeah. Um. I don't get any. Sorry, I'm, I keep looking behind me to see what my roommate's dog is doing because she likes to steal shit. Um. But yeah, it's it's but, very just. But yeah, it's very no, absolutely. And it's. I I think it's great. I think it's 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 almost like a MacGuffin because I don't know that it'll actually mean much. But the way Russell usually writes these kind of things. If you haven't ever heard him talk about this, um, you should go back and like Russell's written a lot about writing Doctor Who the first time he did it. There's actually a book called The Writer's Tale that's phenomenal. It's about pretty much writing the entire fourth season with with Catherine Tate. And um, he talks about it in that book and somewhere else. He's influenced by Buffy in that Buffy was one of those shows that early on did this arc of the season, but with individual standalone episodes. And so you would see an arc building over the course of the whole thing. You'd get little clues, you'd get little moments that build it up. And and so many shows do this now, this is not, you know, he, he just did it because he, he really thought it was smart. Um, and so that's what this is. It's the bad wolf. It's the, it's the, Ooh, there's a mystery. Uh, something's out there whatever. In fact, even, Russell's first series didn't do that much with it until later episodes. I don't think even the first episode did anything like to tee off an idea that there was this bad wolf, whatever coming. So yeah. uh, Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. I think it was nice. It was cute. I, she's, I guess a famous actress from EastEnders, which I've never watched, even though everybody always talks about EastEnders. If you watch watch British uh, soap operas, that's like the, (laughs) one of the longest running things. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm very excited to see more of who Mrs. Flood might be, and I want to see more of uh, Ruby's family. So I hope they keep the tradition, and I think Russell will. Of they'll come back, they'll have adventures. I want to see Cherry Sunday in the TARDIS. I want to see her running around <laughs> with her. Uh, what 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 accent is that? Like, she has an accent, and she said uh, pick any, which I meant to look up. I, I gotta look up if it, if if they're meant to be from. A certain area like I, I just want to know more about what he's doing there with these characters and uh anyway if, i mean it sounded know, like they were from know. like trinidad it sounded like they were from trinidad or something like that okay. like uh, yeah like an islander that's kind of um, what i was thinking something in the caribbean and it it, it it cued off memories of things but i i didn't quite um and i didn't look it up so yeah yeah so, so much good stuff yeah, well, with that, listeners, we are wrapping up. Uh, if you enjoyed the Doctor Who special, if you have any wild conjectures, feel free to shoot us a message on all of our socials on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I'm still working on seeing if I can't multi-layer in a uh, a f- uh, flame on blue blue sky uh, page for us, uh, so we can kind of detach from the sinking ship that is X. Uh, so join us for that adventure. Um, and, uh, 
so yeah so if you enjoyed what you're listening to us especially leave us a review reviews really help us get to ears uh helps us uh get our names out there so feel free to leave us a review even if you didn't like it any any news is good news at this point um so with that have a wonderful new year uh and i look forward we look forward to chatting you up later so bye-bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm